Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks with me as always, my friend, my co-host, Stephanie. Stephanie, give us a testimony. Catch up. What's going on with you? Well, Doug, it's a beautiful day here in Indiana. Um, It's currently 75 degrees. I'm giving the weatherman update. Sun is shining. Um, I went outside to bring in the trash can and was like, ooh, there's just a teeny bit early this morning. There was a, I shouldn't say early, like eight o'clock. There was a teeny bit bit of a hint of fall feel in the air not chilly just that oh no i know I've, you know i felt it's, it here. it's august end of or not september yet but you know we're just moving through the season and um and i love i love this time of year when it's still summer and yet not you can go outside without instantaneously dying of heat exhaustion oh, so yeah that's where i'm at i <laughs> i haven't been able to walk the last couple of days because i've had early morning doctors so i had a nine o'clock appointment they called me last night we need you at the doctor's office between 8 15 and 8 30 i'm like man you're taking away my walk again and but it's coming back man i i'll tell you i'm gonna have to squeeze it in uh before some appointments tomorrow. yeah once once my dizziness subsides i am looking forward to i gotta get back getting back out yeah oh and stephanie's kids love to walk with her emmy on her bike and oh yeah no oh. emmy likes to ride her bike part of the time and then you get exercise pushing emmy and her bike the rest or carrying her yeah yeah, exactly. yeah sometimes she, when those arms go up it's done yeah. So anyway, we've, yeah. we've been having this word of the day. Thank you for your testimony, Stephanie. We've been having this word of the day. Yesterday we did like hurt and pain. Now I want to go to a word clarity and boy, life needs clarity, doesn't it? And uh, I, when I wrote down this word, I wrote down 10 words, I don't know, two weeks ago. And then we went through and did uh, seven or 10 days of what causes PTSD. And when I was thinking of this word clarity, it was something I needed that day. You know, I was making phone calls, I was doing things and I was trying to look in my concordance, Stephanie, and figure out what clarity looked like in the Bible. I know it, you know, the steps we make, the way we see things, the way we conform to things, the way we do things. So over and over again, in my mind, that word clarity was just kind of weird. And, uh-huh. and, and I got to that Psalm, you know, we coach Stephanie and I, covered psalms on this podcast just a few months ago but i got to that psalm 119 18 open thou mine eyes that i may behold the wondrous things of thy law and having the clarity to open our eyes in the midst of dark days in the midst of craziness in the midst of the world being upside down sometime you have to say hey wait a minute i need clarity in this in the army one of the rules we had is when you're on the battlefield and when decisions are being made to win a war right then and there you have to make them but all other decisions, you, you had to stop, think about, pray about, and get alone. That was one of the things the Army uh, would want us to do is just, you know, get these two people are in your office <laughs> telling you what we should do, one on one side and one on the other. And instead of making just a knee-jerk type of thing, and I didn't tell people this. I, I'm sure the Army wouldn't have been mad back then. Now they would have probably 
prosecuted me, uh, mm. but I would get him out of the room and pray and mm. say, what's the best? So looking for clarity, Stephanie, yeah. in, in this, in this world, that's all foggy. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Well, the word of God becomes extremely precious. Um, this last weekend I was, um, take it, trying to take a couple days to rest. And I spent a lot of time listening to music and reading, um, my Bible. And just when I wasn't sleeping was trying to do that. And it's amazing how the Lord, when you can be crying out to him and praying about something and just like, Lord, I need, I need something from your word right now to give that, to give that clear away the cobwebs, clear away the confusion and, and give me some answers as to some of these whys. And anybody who has been through trauma knows that after you, and I mean, God's just made me eat a lot of my own words this last week because I've, I always am encouraging ladies, the first step to healing is opening up the wound and cleaning out the infection. Yeah. And in a sense, that's what God made me do on a huge level the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much infection was there. I really did not. And um, it wasn't that I was purposely blind to it. It Honestly, God knows what we can handle, and He doesn't give us more than He is there to give us to carry with us. And it would have been too much to carry all of it at once. And so the Lord, in His mercy and grace, broke it into smaller pieces. And so um, as this last weekend, I was like, Lord, I need some verses from you right now. Um, because the fear, the fear, especially after trauma and especially after you come out and deal with it, fear becomes one of Satan's, at least for me, one of his main tactics. And it, it, it's still a real thing. I'm not saying I'm not done battling with it, but the, the Lord would just, he could just kept taking me to verse after verse after verse to to make his word alive to me that you can still trust in me. Even if you're fearful, you can, you can make a choice. Um, I was looking at the verse over the weekend that says, what time I afraid I will trust in thee. And it doesn't say I'm going to stop being afraid, but it says, while I'm, while I'm struggling with that fear, I will trust. And where it's almost like you put on that shield, you hold up that shield of faith, of trust against those darts of fear because the darts are still going to come. The yeah. fear is still going to come. Yeah. Um, whatever, the guilt, you know, dealing with I'm trash, I'm worthless, I'm this, that's all going to still come come against you because we have, a, we have an accuser of the brethren. We have someone who is out to steal our joy kill our spirits and destroy God's plan for our lives. And so approaching whatever it is we're facing with the armor of God on is essential for clarity. If I can just sum it up that way, because Satan is fighting through principalities and powers, through the rulers of the darkness of this world, through spiritual wickedness in high places. And the wickedness seems to be keeping being exposed in higher and higher levels. And so when, when you're facing that kind of onslaught, clarity is impossible for a Christian, for someone who's truly, truly trying to heal, 
without the power of God, without his spirit illuminating truth through his word. Yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, looking at the fear, uh, can cloud up things. It can, yes, it can make very much foggy. So. It can fear thou not for I am with thee. Be mm-hmm. not dismayed for I am with God. I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with my right hand of righteousness. So clarity involves uh, putting the fear away. Clarity involves all that. So we got some strange verses here, Stephanie, mm-hmm. that dealt with a cultural time that was different and things of that nature. And Stephanie and I already talked about these verses, and we believe the whole Bible is sufficient and things like that. But we also take take the Bible uh, in a hermeneutical approach or an approach that's what, when, where, why, uh, how, you know, why were these things written? What time was these things written? How they went together? And let me give you an example. So we're in Proverbs 23, and I think we'll just kind of read two verses in a row because they kind of go together. We'll talk about them for a minute. Then we'll go to commercial. We'll come back and talk about them a little bit more. But it says, Without, withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Uh, thou shall beat him with the rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. So I, I think the example here that we got to remember is the concept here is, is to make an impression on the child and correct them. And in this particular period of time, in this particular culture, maybe the term beat is something that we wouldn't obviously use. We correct children in no way in the world. Yeah, we do it through warmth. We do it through uh, affection, respect. Uh, we do have discipline through different things in our house. One of the best things that worked for us was take away electronics, uh, Mm -hmm. lower allowances. Uh, so I think Stephanie, you know, looking at this from that perspective and in, in this way is, you know, culturally, uh, we're not recommending anybody beat anybody. First of all, no way in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Secondly, uh, we're just saying discipline is an approach that's godly, that's done with affection, that's done with love. And in most of my life, uh, it involves just talking to my kids and working through things. And yeah, uh, but there was never a beating on my kids in their entire lives. Oh. You know, we could call my kids; they're all grown. They've all graduated from college. They're saved. They, uh, you know, and and uh, but there was never a beat. Yeah. No, and that's, yeah, I agree with what you're saying a hundred percent. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we don't want to, I, I didn't want to camp out here, but at the same point, I did want to mention to you that, yeah. that discipline's important, but discipline doesn't necessarily look like this, uh, look yeah. like a beating. And, uh, and well, actually and, in the new and, Testament, we're given mm-hmm. some further instruction on that. Yeah. And furthermore, if I, I've, I've, I've heard this. And it's traumatizing just to think about. So no, in no way, shape, or form do I stand behind anybody doing this to a child. Yeah, where there's where you, there's because yeah. in our culture, and I, and I didn't live in Bible times, so yeah. I, I can't speak for Bible times where they were. Yeah. But in our culture, you do not beat a kid. Period. It's it's. So. <laughs> It's all set. Now that that's right. And, and, and I don't mean it's over for Stephanie to keep talking. I mean, what, no, I I'm, knew what you meant. I, I'm a totally <laughs> agreeing with Stephanie's words there. And, uh, Hey folks, we're right up against the commercial. So we'll be right back. So hang in there with us. All right. Here you all go. Right.
Well, it's great to be back with you, and uh, I think we covered that real well. And we get to the next verse, and uh, verse number 15, it's talking about my son, we see there. If thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice, even mine. And talking about the kids, and we have such a hard time raising kids today. You know, we're telling them, don't be conformed to this world. I mean, our example is a living testimony for how they're going to raise their kids. Uh, and here's Solomon talking to one of his kids, and his example was goofy. You know, uh, one of the things I remember in my life is people were always telling Debbie and I when we first got saved would would go to these classes to learn how to raise raise kids. And one of the hardest things people said to me is, "Your relationship is a picture of what their relationships are going to look like." And I used to hate that. And I'm thinking about, and uh, you say, "Well, Doug, you're going in a, a weird direction here." Well, uh, he's saying to his son, "This is a guy who had all those women." This is a guy, I mean, he wasn't a one-woman man, Stephanie. He was. No, he was not. Uh, he's a guy who went from woman to woman. His life was upside down. And he looks at his son. He says, if thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice, even mine. So almost don't be like me. You mm -hmm. know, don't be. I mean, we try hard to model even at this point of our relationship, 39 years of marriage, October the 8th. Uh, even at the point of this point of our relationship, and someone once said this, uh, lust, rust, and dust that happened in a relationship. I want you to know that I, we're still at the lust phase here at 39 years, but I think that Aww. even at this point of the relationship, we're still modeling things. We're still doing things, yeah. Stephanie. We're yeah. still trying to help out our kids. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, I'm going to go throw verse 15 at you, even though 16 goes, well, let me throw 16. We might as well do the most verses yeah, <coughs> we've I think ever done. It. <coughs> we've ever done it. And, he, and I'm picking up Stephanie's cold from, uh, you know. An, Osmosis. Yeah, from 16 hours away. Let not, uh, <laughs> yay, my rain shall rejoice when thy lips speak right things. And just talking about rejoicing when you speak those right things, when you, when you're not a fool is what I'm getting here, Stephanie. Well, yes. And I think it's beautiful here that Solomon, um, he addresses his son so many times throughout Proverbs in different ways, but we live in a, um, and I'm not saying everybody's been raised this way, but I personally have dealt with, um, people who have been ingrained with a very much a patriarchal matriarchal mindset where it's ingrained into the children that being a robotic duplicate of the parent is what is godly. That's what's pleasing to God. That's what's wise. And what's interesting to me is that is not what Solomon says here. No. He says, my son, if thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice. And he just says, be wise. And I think it's beautiful that, um, that Solomon here isn't saying, if you're not exactly like me, because Solomon knew he had had failures. He knew he had had mistakes. So he's not saying, Rehoboam, copy me and everything. He's saying, if you choose to follow Jesus, to put it in our terms today, if you choose to follow Jesus, my heart will rejoice. My my reins, the, the innermost part of me shall rejoice when when I hear you speaking truth, when I hear you saying things, obviously from the heart, that are truth and that are right. And that 
this is beautiful because I honestly think this will be the heart's desire of a, of any godly parent that in the end they want their children they just want their children to love and serve Jesus. Wow. And that doesn't mean there'll be a duplicate. You know, I've told since my kids lost their dad, you know, our homes our home is different. Um I'm not raising them or training them up in the exact way things had been before. And that's a good thing. And that's God leading our family. And something I've tried to encourage my kids in, in the last four years is my goal is to not make you a duplicate of me. My goal is not that you do what I do or that you believe even all that I believe. My goal is that you know Jesus and love Jesus and are daily seeking to know him more for yourself because that's, that's wisdom. That's what's truly wise is when it's you, you having a relationship with Jesus yourself. Yeah. This whole context of, you know, how, what we're trying to get across to our children, it started off, you know, through this discipline method or through this, how we're trying to get across. Well, the bottom line is we do everything within our power and, uh, uh, if you hear a dog, it's because you hear a dog, but we do. It everything. is, it is. It's Ari. It's Ari. He's he got barking a, downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ari. not spot. It's spot. Spot hasn't made, made her voice evident this morning yet. So oh, yeah. Spot's the knucklehead. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so as we look at this and as we move forward, I think this is, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said here for what's the goal. The goal is to bring honor and glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through everything we do. That's the goal. That's why we're alive. We talk about that. We we talked about it in last week's podcast, a week before. I think we say it every week at least once. So if we apply that to how we want our kids to come out and how we want our kids to view God, and sadly, especially when they're younger, they view God through us a little bit, but the goal is uh, that, you know, they're going to speak the right things, do the right things. And that's all God. So God, all capital letters underlined circled. So our bottom line is to do whatever it takes in perspective, uh, to model God through the things we do. And I think that's probably the best way to cover, especially those first two verses we talked about. Mm. Uh, we're trying to model God, you know, Mm -hmm. and and if things we go through, if our kids go through them, we got to stop and say, you know, we got to teach them something about the way we go through them, or we got to tell them, hey, we goofed. And I did that a lot yeah, of times in yeah. my life. And, oh, uh, yeah. I and, had to do that more times than I can count. <laughs> and so so I think, friends, we got to understand that the, that the goal here, the reason here is to bring honor and glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and at the same time have kids that speak wisdom instead of foolishness. Yeah. And, and for people to understand <laughs> things and to do things and to... Uh, I, I think that's so significant here. I think just understanding the goal, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, you know, all that, all that tied together, yeah. I guess. And, and, and then verse 17, I think we can sneak another one in for an all time record of the number of verses we covered. Oh yeah. I think there should be a bell ringing if we get through. Well, wait a minute. Let me, let me ring the bell right now. Hang on. I'm doing that right now. Okay. Oh no, I pressed the wrong one. It was, it was. <laughs> 
I am messed up. I don't even have the angelic bell for Stephanie, and I apologize about that. But anyway, <laughs> oh, I'm not an angel anyway. So Seventeen. Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. And uh, think about that. So, so many people honor sinners. They, they, they think, well, and, and you know, in a perspective, Stephanie, I'm sad I went into this verse because I don't think three minutes will cover it. We'll be back on it tomorrow. But what I want to say is this. There's so many people that say, well, that's a godly person. He's a pastor. He's a teacher. He's this. He's a deacon. Well, can I tell you something? Some of those people are some pretty wicked people. And, uh, and they can be sinners. And so we have to look at people, not by the title they're called. We have to look yep. at people, not by the respect they're demanding. We have to look at people and whether they're sinners, we're all sinners, but involved in daily sin or they yeah. uh, are, they're bringing glory and honor to God. I think that's what I'm getting there, Stephanie. Yeah, we have to. Well, and understanding if you, if you keep perspective that I'm a sinner, they're a sinner. So our relationship isn't based on hero worship. Our relationship isn't based on who quote unquote knows more. Our relationship and our life is based on the fear of the Lord. Our, our everything about us is based on a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if you see someone who is living an evil life and seems to be prospering. Don't envy that you don't know them. Don't envy that I don't get to profit from, because guess what? We go back to that's revealing how sinful our hearts are if we go down this trail. And, you know, Satan will throw, use, you know, I think we, my kids and I have had talked about this. Why? Why does God seem to take home to heaven people that are seeking to do right, seeking to serve him, seeking to change and leaves the ones who from where we sit should have been the ones that the Lord took out. We can't answer those questions, but we can't sit in envy and, and go down. There's a sense in which I've learned that going down to the, why did God take that person instead of this other person in a sense, is isn't almost envy because it's not trusting that the Lord had a perfect plan in it. Yeah. And God does have a perfect plan and it doesn't make it easy in the sense that we still want to, scream sometimes and say, why, why are they getting to live such a great quote unquote life? Well, they're getting a great life now because they may not have a great life unless the mercy of God gets a hold of their hearts throughout eternity. There and so go. keeping that perspective changes it. Hey, folks, I hate to be right up against this time, but I promise we're going to bring this verse back and keep this going tomorrow. We sure do love you, folks. Appreciate you. Please listen to everything Eric has to say to you. And hey, when you go out today with that smile, remember to sign up for Camp Joy. WoundedSpirits.com. Call Camp Joy. Do whatever it is you got to do. Be set up. I think it's September 12th through 16th. Get there on the night of the 12th. Something like that. Yeah, yeah it's or the week. afternoon of the 12th. Leave in the morning. There'll be concerts going on. Friday. We, we devote we devote that week to you guys so make sure you get out there it's yeah. a lot easier to do it face to face than it is to try to talk to you on the phone do things like that but we sure do love you folks we'll talk to you soon bye-bye thank you for listening to our podcast today It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. 
you can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.